Did you miss that? Did so you miss much. that sound? It's I back. know you did. We're back, Michael. <laughs> How do you feel, Michael? Uh, hard pick money comedy episode two season two season two, <laughs> two episode already one. messed up we're out of practice folks From the basement we're sitting on toddler's chairs we are in a toddler's picnic table and the nuggets just took the lead what keep going Mike. Oh, all yeah, right no, this, is, this is super dangerous we are watching this as the second half starts of game one against the suns nugs are on a tear well, welcome back, guys. Hey, thank you. This is fun. It's been a while. Um, this is your Denver Five coming back with the Hard Pick Mining Company. Guys, that was a rough end of the last season. It was a rough end of the last season. For the podcast and the Nuggets. We kind of trailed off. And I honestly, I feel like it was the healthiest out, healthiest way out for us. Yeah. We didn't need to dwell. Dude, you know what? It was not that bad of an ending. All right. We played great through the whole thing, had an insane amount of injuries. If and the season just, ended when we stopped recording, I, w- I would have felt great. Uh, the season did end when we <laughs> stopped recording. And just like the Denver Five and the Nuggets, we both were like, you know what? We put in a lot of effort this season. That's we enough. made it through the first round that's and enough. we're done. And that that was it. That is just the way we ended. Well, we're re- recording this podcast on uh, Wednesday night, the season opener for the Denver Nuggets for the 2021-2022 season. A uh, lot of big expectations this year. Uh, we didn't get a chance uh, to greet you all during the offseason. So I got a question for you guys. Um, what's the biggest acquisition you think we made this offseason? Bones. <laughs> Austin River. No, I'm just kidding. It's got to be Bones. I mean... Uncle Jeff, right? Mr. Jeff Green is... I mean, that's probably the the right answer. No, he's fine, but Bones is a very exciting player, and we've all been sending YouTube well, Are we talking YouTube about just clips. this season or, like, to the franchise? So I'm going to make just an argument that it's Aaron Gordon um, because we signed him long-term. I, I think we need to talk about what acquisition means. Uh, I, <laughs> I believe I'm just throwing a little wrench into this hair and you're not following along. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think Aaron Gordon uh, was kind of a, one of the biggest offseason signings uh, that we needed and the Nuggets have seen in a long time. We got a guy who was, um, you know, ranked pretty top tier, maybe maybe second tier um, I think on, he's for a lot for a of really teams. Great season. And yeah, and and for a Nuggets franchise to be able to sign somebody like that to a large contract um, really showed uh, our commitment to what's going to happen in the future here. And then on top of that, we signed MPJ to a max contract. Right. I didn't think that that was going to be a big deal until like Phoenix just screwed it up. Yep. Like I, I thought Thank it was you, like Phoenix. you just assume that you're going to be able to get that deal done. And apparently Phoenix. not. I think the question with Aaron Gordon is the Nuggets franchise has always had like Jokic, good guard, and a really good defending four that could guard multiple positions. And so that's what they just stuck with. But was that the right equation to stick with? Or did we need a better wing defender or something else? That's a good question. I mean, uh, I, I think the problem with Jokic is always going to be he's he's going to be a mediocre to good. That, that's defender. a great question that we can't know the answer to because we're sticking with that formula <laughs> <laughs> we, for a we long have no time. No other data. Points. We, I don't know how long the contract's for, but that long, yeah. probably yeah. four years. Yeah. Our core is incredibly young, though, right? Like that's the beautiful We have part. a really good, really young core. Like you know, everyone's optimistic the bones could replace the forever great Will Barton, but. <laughs> Um, you know, that's a really good solid lineup for years to come. 
Yeah, it really is. Um, so going back to your bones comment, uh, I think it's interesting. He's been the hype of the uh, off season yeah. uh, since we acquired him. The guy seems to have like so much energy, so much just happiness. Oh, like uh, some G golly energy, some G golly energy. Uh, and he legitimately has had some pretty good games in the preseason. It's preseason. It's garbage basketball, yeah, he, but he hasn't really earned any, any of this hype yet, but that, that doesn't of, mean we can't throw kind of has hustled in the in the preseason asked coach Malone to like come sit and watch um games with him to like better yep. understand yep. Yep. and now we'll see everyone's overreaction Eric I don't care that you're missing tonight but you better be on <laughs> next week because Malone is not playing bones in this first game and I want to see how pissed you are and if you ghost us we're gonna be pissed. I've been blown away if bones got minutes tonight Really? Yeah. I really was optimistic that he would get some minutes, and I was really hoping Austin Rivers would not. Yeah, for first game of the season, uh, you know, big game, national television. Okay, uh, I mean, save, like, garbage minutes. He, he's going to get 30 seconds at the end just yeah. to, like, tuck his jersey into his shorts and see what it feels like, and that's about it. Yeah. I think I, Malone likes, like, those statement benches where he's just like, listen, you're a rookie. This is how the NBA works you you have to continue to hustle to earn it which is a fair thought but like also it develops players sometimes slowly um and that could hurt us in the long run so we'll see i think we're going to need him at some point in the season but i, I think he's going to get slowly integrated to the team i i think he's also uh, malone is a culture guy and he's a players coach um so he's going to look at the veteran players and say exactly what you said, Andrew, is that this guy hasn't earned his time yet. Mm-hmm. Um, he'll get in there eventually. He's going to have to prove himself, prove himself in practice, and that's when we know he'll get he'll get some real game time. Do you do you think it's Malone feels like he needs to earn it in the coach's eyes, or he needs to earn it in his teammates' eyes? I think in the teammates' eyes. Um, uh, I was going to say coaches. Yeah, I mean, I think I think Malone's obviously that kind of a guy um, who's going to want to see that, but I think. He doesn't want to create a culture um, around the locker room where, you know, the freshest new face is coming right. in and playing. I mean, he, he wants to make sure that you've earned your spot on the team. Yep. I mean, it's, it, if it's going to probably come at the expense of minutes for probably Rivers. That's right. And yeah. like, or Faku. Maybe, but guys that have earned stripes. And if they're going to sit on the bench and like grumble about it, then that's going to potentially do more harm than good. Yeah, and that's that's my thought about it. Um, uh, in in terms of just watching him over the years and, and kind of what he's done on this team, uh, Nuggets took the lead here midway through the third quarter uh, of the Suns game, sixty eight sixty five as we're recording the pod here. So uh, looking a little more positive than it did uh, just before halftime there. Uh, so in terms of the off season, guys, uh, the Nuggets obviously didn't make a ton of moves. Uh, we kind of status quo. Uh, I felt like our our core is here to stay. We've got everyone under contract. Uh, Jokic, obviously, we're expecting next year is going to have the opportunity to sign the Super Duper Max, um, where he would potentially be the uh, uh, largest contract ever done in NBA history. So let's assume that gets done. Let's assume that gets done. I feel like we need to preemptively just like make an agreement that when whenever we mention Jokic, we have to start with NBA MVP Nikola Jokic. It's getting a lot of disrespect. It's getting a ton of disrespect. It's getting a lot of disrespect. I don't even think like the national media still knows how to say his name, which is just so frustrating. Right? Uh, Jokovic. Jokovic. They heard the other other day yep. on the ESPN, yeah. and he was called Jokovic. I was like, yeah. you got to be kidding me. Cool. But on the that plus side, tennis? I don't think he could 
possibly care less. He does yes. not feel slighted. He does not have a chip on his shoulder about it. He doesn't know that people don't know how to say his name. You know what? The team is bigger than Jokic. As a fan, I am pissed off, and everyone needs to know his name. So I will have his back, even though he couldn't give two shits. <laughs> but how excited are you guys, though, that uh, everything we've done in the offseason has an essentially given us the sign from Kroenke and ownership to say, we're, we're going for it. You know, they are going to pay a lot of yep. money in the luxury tax yep. and, and potentially in the repeater tax where, and where you are designated as a, a small mid market type of a, a franchise. You know, we're not on the coast. Uh, we're not golden state. We're not New York. You know, we're not LA. We're not any of the teams that you would traditionally see right. paying the luxury tax. And yet we're really going for it. I, I feel like the, the national media to a certain degree is uh, downplaying that. Uh, I feel like the hype around Denver and this core of young guys to Andrew's point uh, is huge and our yep. future is bright. No, it's, it's awesome. And like to that same, like to the credit of they're willing to do the luxury tax. Then the narrative yesterday at Staples center was the nosebleed tickets were 500 bucks. Yep. And like, they're never going to get those ticket revenues at, in the in ball arena. So they have to perform. If they're going to pay that luxury tax, they have to push through the playoffs. You think to, the Cronkies were like, if I'm going to play with the players, I'm not going to pay Comcast. So we will just hold out <laughs> and save every last penny we can because that's kind of how I'm feeling. And that's actually a storyline that is incredibly frustrating. Somebody just... Get the Nuggets on TV, please. Yeah. It's, Anybody. It's quite ridiculous. Um, uh, the interesting thing uh, I've heard, though, is that the NBA is um, toying with um, some local market streaming services. Um, so okay. the potential for local markets to, uh, I don't believe it's this year, but next year, uh, look at some streaming services. So that might be an option uh, for us here in Denver. Uh, so one of the things I was thinking about in terms of Cronky uh, and the Nuggets uh, actually going for it here is that when we talked last year, we talked a little bit about uh, the Denver franchises and how we potentially would rank the Denver franchises. Well, when we look at the um, playing field right now, mm -hmm. I would say the Rockies are down. The Broncos are down. The Avs are on their way up and the Nuggets are up. So they've got an opportunity to right here to win a lot of fandom here for the future. And I yep. feel like that's what a little bit of what they were looking at here is, hey, we've got a five-year window. Let's take advantage of it. All these other teams right. blow. Let's let's win the hearts of some let's children in Denver yeah. and, and cement that fandom like the Broncos have owned in this city for the last 50 years. And I... I think it's a great investment because the Broncos have shown zero evidence that they're going to turn anything around <laughs> and the Rockies have shown zero evidence that they're going to actually compete um, and sell anything other than the Coors Field experience, which is great. But at abs are odds on favor to win the cup right now. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. We're going to have to have Jesse on for a pod later uh, to explain hockey to us again. So we can fill uh, our fan fans in on that. <laughs> well, uh, the off season was fun guys. Uh, I don't know if you have anything else to add. Um, all right. Uh, we're going to take a quick break here and hear from our presenting sponsor. You got to give us a second to see if we want to add something about the off season. You just, just pounded right through that. I got some eye contact. You got some eye contact. I, I gave a I wanna, head. I want to know. Head nod of no. I want nothing else. I want to know some soft feedback on how uh, Jokic's child is going to change his season. Ooh. 
Ooh, I believe that is in our next segment of storyline to follow this year. (laughs) Rex didn't read the rundown. You you didn't. All right, Rex, give the commercial. Go for it. Uh, Now we're going to hear from our presenting sponsor, the Abrams Momentum Group. I got. I got to find your sound. Oh, there it is. I can't hear it. Oh. (laughs) How do you do this, Michael? Oh, it's real sexy. I want to talk to y'all about the Abrams Momentum Group. The hottest sultriest soul train of real estate running through your Denver station. Oh yeah. We got homes. We got condos. We got row homes and townhouses. I'm not sure what the difference is. There is none. But we're selling them. We're buying them. We're flipping them. We got tile choices and countertops and paint contractors for days. Give us a call. What's that number, Andrew? 303-981-6723. Nice. Oh, yeah. All right. That was the Abrams and Manum Group. We appreciate your sponsorship. Go see Andrew for all your housing needs. All right. Well, Rex, since you jumped the gun on us there. <laughs> it was a teaser. It was a little bit Just of a teaser. Tossing it the second half. So Jokic having a baby. It's a pretty big deal. We've got a name. Uh, we, we did. I couldn't we pronounce did. it. I can't Cannot pronounce, pronounce it. it. <laughs> Not going to try. It's actually yeah. something we talked about practicing and then didn't actually take any notes. Oh, right. We did. Because we, Sieber and I both said we were going to have a good shot at it. And then I forgot. Yeah. Yeah. I not, not feeling confident about that, but. Um, as a new father, um, I, I think that'll be interesting for him. Um, Rex, you and I, not as fathers ourselves, oh, um, oh, pro- right, probably yeah, don't yeah. have a lot of input in this. So, Andrew, how's but, this going to affect okay, his yeah, game? Andrew, put yourself in the shoes of um, a returning NBA, NBA MVP, um, the best big man in the game. Um, and, and now you've got uh, an extra mouth to feed. Um, how is this impacting your mental state? You know, I, I think a lot of people would assume, hey, I make $30 million. I could probably afford a night nanny. But does Jokic really seem like the night nanny type? <laughs> I don't think so. I think he's the type that's like, why would I not go get my crying baby in the middle of the night? And so I think there will be many a nights of sleep deprivation because he's just that guy that's going to take care of his kid by himself, not nap before the games, and still ball out every freaking game. I think he had three, four bad games last season. This this season, I expect none. Okay, so we know that Jokic has an extra gear, that he can throw it in uh, in crunch time when he's exhausted, when he's had way too many minutes for uh, a guy his size. M- maybe he just gets into that mode in like the second quarter. You know, maybe, it, uh, maybe it elevates the game. I think 
he might just have some like lucid dreams in the middle of games and just start <laughs> banking in threes, start doing calling the up extra and timeouts. Yeah, yep. you know, pull a Juwan Howard every so often. Like he's got a lot of options out there, but the only thing I know is he is the smartest, most savvy guy on the court at all times. And I mean, he is just he's so skilled that he will be fine, sleep deprivation or not. But well, sleep deprivation, he will be. Well, I, I, I think it's important to hear uh, yesterday what he said in, uh, in the uh, press conference. No, it's, it was a good one. Natalia changed it. I tried, but... <laughs> you did? You tried? I tried, yeah. So. It didn't go well? Well, it, it was messy, let's say like that. <laughs> so Jokic is uh, clearly attempting to be a father to changing diapers for his young child and had, had a blowout, so... So he, he's tried it once and is... No longer doing it. That's this is great. <laughs> this is great news. Which is like more than most all of our dads probably did. I feel like generationally speaking, maybe no. Yeah, cool. <laughs> all right. So, anyway, if we want to unpack your relationship with your father, that's probably my dad actually changed a lot. Of another episode. So, my favorite storyline of this 2021 2022 storyline is a rivalry. A rivalry that's going on right now. This the Phoenix one? The best rivalry, Andrew versus Rex. Oh. No. The best rivalry. 300 versus 100. This, that's Rhoda. <laughs> this is the one. This is <laughs> where 100 <laughs> spends all season convincing Rex how good Will Barton Will is. Barton? Will Barton. Will the thrill? Will the Swiss Army knife on our team, Barton, who just took a running three w- and will swished be, it. Why did that he is shoot that? Timing. Oh, my God, it went. That is called timing. Because that's what he does. Nuggets up 83-74. If he can stay healthy, he is definitely the X factor for this team. And the 300 should love him that, yes, will you take two stupid shots here? I'm not convinced that an X factor like Will Barton is such a great thing. Why? I just I want a, just a little bit of reliability in decision there, making. There's going to be most nights where he's our second best scorer. And probably our second best player until Murray I mean, comes yeah. back. I think you're severely discounting Michael Porter Jr. Yeah. I yeah. don't. That's that's my thought is that Michael Porter and Jr. Gordon. will not be consistent through the season and that Will Barton will be the guy that will step if that's, up. If that's the case, um, where, yeah, so I was just going to say, if it, it, I, I love Will Barton. I, I'm, I'm a Will Barton fan, but if he is our number two player, um, we are a seven seed. I, for for Will's role on this team, I wish he didn't lean into the thrill. I wish he was Will the solid decision maker, Barton. That's that's what I want from him. He can still score. He can drive and fling it up and take shot. I wish that he would be better at taking good shots instead of as good as he is at taking bad shots. That's what I want from Will Barton. <laughs> and if this is has to be a storyline all season, so be it. I think it does. I'm going to get you by binoculars just to watch the TV better. And uh, have you seen, have you seen mean, the glasses time, he's wearing? Come on. Every time Barton does something great, I'm going to text you. Hey, how's it going, buddy? And I'm like going to respond with, um, well, I didn't get tickets and I can't watch the game. So it looked fine on the, in the box score. We're going to get those shady, shady websites up. <laughs> So the storyline that I'm excited to watch uh, this year is uh, when do the Faku chants start Faku, at Ball Arena? Faku, Faku. Game one. Game one, baby. I'm going to start them. 
Does anyone when? have an extra ticket? Under what circumstance? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think that guy, um, clearly last year we, we I, I had a few a technical, I think he's got to get a good technical and uh, everyone will start some Faku chains. Think so? I do. If he's fiery, you know, like people aren't wanting him to come in for his fantastic dunks or, <laughs> you know, his general like positive spirit. It's the fact that he gets under people's skin and starts to piss some people off and people love when your home team gets to piss off the other team. Uh, yes. Being he is the one thing we can rely on him is to be a pest for sure. I think on the other side of the floor, the thing that he kept trying and couldn't quite connect with last season is he wants to do the spider passes. He wants yeah. to do the fling with the English and nobody knew how to receive them. And he never really got it, got it clicking. I think he needs some help from somebody to, find like a quarterback receiver kind of bond. I'm going to say Gordon. That's the only one that is going to be looking for like just alley-oops, just to slam it down four or five times a game. And that is what would need to happen for Faku to get the chance. I think he stupid proofed it. Instead of doing great passes, he does these shifty moves and then basically puts the ball on the ground and slowly rolls it to some guy on our team that picks it up. (laughs) The ultimate change up. He fully adjusted because Jermichael Green, and that was more like when he adjusted, or Jermichael Green was passing with a Jokic, but just got hit by the ball, like square in the chest. (laughs) Like it was perfect passes and just had no idea it was coming. But now I feel like Faku is like, okay, once I like cut, I can give these guys enough space and then I will really slowly like roll it their direction and they should be able to make it. So. All right. Well, I'm going to change topics here. Um, so there's a, there's a big topic uh, that's coming this year Jamal and Murray. it's uh, Jamal, Murray. Jamal Murray. Yeah. So uh, I, I think that's kind of the, the uh, Rex to use it's, your words, the X factor this it's year, the season. It's so, how he comes back makes or breaks. So what are your expectations? What, what, when, when is he going to come back? How is he going to come back? Who's he going to be? I don't know. We need the medical professional. We need Lauren to. Uh, wrong answer. He's going to be amazing. Continue. So he has like four questions. I'm starting with the first one. Amazing. <laughs> 300 level listens. Medical professional to let us know like when the realistic timeline is. We've been reading blogs and we don't know. We, we saw on Twitter today he was dunking, That's which true. seems un- ill-advised, but <laughs> <laughs> whatever. We know he's a gym rat. We know mm-hmm. that he's going to push it every step of the way. I hope that he doesn't rush it back. I hope that the Nuggets are not in a position where they're like, hey, we really need some wins in February. So, so I... I, I I have a lot of confidence in this organization for that reason mm-hmm. um, because we have drafted multiple players and been patient with multiple players yep. with either injury history or just the raw sort of a talent. I, I feel like we're, we're playing the long game here. So I, I, I don't think they'll rush him back. I know. And I, I hate that because to some extent it might feel like we're not even really playing for this season. We're right. playing for next season already, which is so painful knowing how much talent and how much opportunity there is. But also looking at the West this year, say maybe we don't push it. Mm-hmm. Um, but well, he's got, as long as he's back like a month before the season ends, that's enough time to start to gel 
Mm -hmm. I might get that momentum into the playoffs. Jamal, I know you're our number one fan on this podcast, (laughs) so please listen. Take your time. You're young. You're the heart of our team. Don't rush back. Uh. So I, my, my hope is, is March, um, uh, uh, you know, about a month before, uh, the season starts, give them a little bit of time to ease into it. Hopefully the Nuggets kind of give him minutes here and there, minute minutes here and there. Um, he feels like a guy, what, that they are going to have to, um, pull back, not somebody that is going to, you know, be saying that, oh, I can't do it. He's going to push himself further than maybe, uh, the team and maybe his, his knee should really He was putting up threes and shoot around off crutches in the playoffs. That was crazy. Yeah. That's a little crazy. Yeah. And with with his happy hat. Um, and, uh, I, I really do have, uh, reasonably high expectations, but, but you look at like uh, a guy like Clay Thompson and what happened to him when he came back and, uh, maybe he came back too soon. Maybe he Mm -hmm. pushed it too hard, obviously injured himself shortly thereafter. Uh, you, you really do Rex to your point, hope that they, uh, don't rush him back too soon and that he listens to his body and what the medical staff is telling him. Um, if he needs time, if he needs minutes, um, whatever he needs off, uh, make sure that he's feeling okay. Do you think he changes his game when he starts to come back and he's he's just more of a perimeter guy? Um, I, I'm worried that this year he might not be as aggressive. Um, you, you know, I think all of us have gone so, through some sort of a, a injury and when you when you first try to, you know, work your body back into it, uh, it's it's tough to trust your body. Um, so hopefully he, he feels good enough about, you know, what's going on and you know, the rehab that he's doing that he can still be aggressive because without that, um, I think he's lesser of the player that we expect him to be. And I, I mean, he was quoted for saying, I don't want to come back until I'm a hundred percent. Um, but he's just, he's so competitive that that'll be a real test for himself, but I completely agree. I mean, one of the most important components of his game that is very much, um, you don't really see it as much unless you're a true like Nuggets fan is how well he does driving to the basket. And so that is what allows him to get that more separation at the three point line, along with just like how much strength it strength it takes for those uh, fadeaway threes that he takes. And so, I mean, that's going to be the thing to watch is, is he being aggressive? Does he want to dunk on everybody? Yeah. And if that's the case, because mm-hmm. that's his nat- natural mentality, then we're going to be fine. As long the, as he doesn't get injured again. The one thing that does look good at, uh, to him being a gym rat uh, is he does look like he's put on weight um, in, oh. in, in a good fashion. I mean, mm-hmm. he looks like he's put on some muscle. His upper body looks bigger. You know, his legs look a little bit bigger. Um, he definitely looks like a guy who's um, not just sitting around. It sounds like, he looks like a guy who's definitely didn't pump into the iron. Yeah. I, I hope that he doesn't come back and try to jump over people like he has for the last couple of years. I don't think he has to do that. I want him to come back in more of like a, a hardened kind of a driver uh, of just get long layups. Um, the thing that I'm going to be very watchful of this season is when he's away of what happens with Jokic, Jokic's two-man game of who who is going to step in to to be the other half of that and either like does MPJ try and try to add that to his game and how does he perform with that? I don't think Monte has the tool set, but I really don't want Nicola to get cold on it and stop pushing. And I'm, I'm not sure that's what's so amazing about Jokic is he's so versatile that I'm not convinced he needs a two-man game to be successful, at least in the regular season. I completely agree 
that like the Murray Jokic two man game is insane. Like yes. it can win you series in the playoffs, but I I don't really I actually oddly think if if I were to guess one person who's going to be good with the two man game with Jokic, it's not MPJ because he's just passed. Like Jokic needs a smart player to play with. Um, you Monte say Austin Mor- Rivers. I'm not going to say Austin okay. Rivers. <laughs> not going to say Monte Morris. I'm going to say Aaron Gordon. They're okay. both really smart guys. They can both cut and kind of hit a mid-range game that it would be real interesting to see. The other guy that I would love for it to happen, but it might be wishful thinking, is Dozier. Right? Like, we haven't I talked about Dozier him, more but than, he is going to be an X factor I don't think Gordon Trust is dribble enough to, to initiate on the two-man game. Yeah. I, w- I would like to see him try. So... Rex, you put a CD-ROM in front of us just now. <laughs> yes. And um, I'm a little bit confused because it says uswest.net. Yep. Yeah, so um, quick story time before Andrew tries to explain this. Uh, earlier this evening, I was by myself in Andrew's basement while his children were screaming upstairs. He was not actually even invited over, but It's true, continue. but you left the front door open. So, you know, what do you expect? That's, your, that's on you. So I obviously raided the beer fridge, um, but... In the, the downstairs what bar bottle opener nowhere to be found so rifling through drawers I found this crystal uh, what do we call these uh, crystal case CD Sounds about jewel right. case jewel that's the one cases, jewel yeah. case CD-ROM in the cellophane shrink wrap still uh, the front cover the three Denver Nuggets logos ago uswest.net and that's all that's on the cover. On the, the back, small small print, copyright 1999 by the Denver Nuggets and U.S. West. QuickTime something uh, promotional CD-ROM and a bunch of requirements. What is this, Andrew? It's actually what created Y2K. <laughs> <laughs> Any other questions? Do you, you have, I know that you have moved at least six times since this game. To be fair, fair on the uh, spine here, it says... Um, Denver Nuggets U.S. West CD-ROM collector's item limited edition. For the record, that's vintage in its wrapping. Will be uh, auctioned off for charity sometime soon because it's... <laughs> so it's, for all the hard pick what fans... What do you think is on there? Uh, uh, <laughs> that should be the event. Check out our Instagram page. Uh, we'll put this up. And uh, to the highest bidder, we'll uh, donate the proceeds to charity. Amen. <laughs> and then, And then somebody tell us what it is. If somebody has uh, even a disk drive that can run it, great. That'd be positive, too. I do. Of course you do. Uh, All right. Um, Well, this was fun. Uh, Season two, guys. That's it. That's all we got. We're back. You know what? 100, once again, whooped up on 300, and that's all that matters as the Nuggets continue to play really well leading into the fourth. But, yeah, we're, we're back. And I made the mistake of just participating in the pod and not watching, and all of a sudden we're up 12? Six individuals that are listening right now, we thank you, we know you, and we should probably play pickup basketball And soon. also two of you should have really participated in this episode. Shout out Rex, Australia. Rex did not invite <laughs> you. It was terrible. Terrible of him. No, no keep, keep digging. Keep digging. All right. Well, that is uh, season two, episode one. Hard, Hard pick, pick money, money company, company with your number five. Nice. <laughs> Really? What what happened? Who's been playing well? What?
Who's sitting chats? Went on a run, I think. Everyone is. Our starters feel Outside of Monte Morris, everyone is shooting like at least 70%. Did you see Faku with 